Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with trader, investor, author, and coach, Anmol Singh. He made his name as a high-paid consultant in the trading and investing industry. In 2015, he launched Live Traders. He has coached and trained over a 1,000 traders and investors, some of whom have gone on to run their own hedge funds. He is considered the leading expert in trading psychology. He has helped thousands of traders worldwide deal with psychological and behavioral issues that arise when high stakes are on the line. This is a great interview. Enjoy. Thank you for taking some time out. I appreciate it. No, definitely. Looking forward to it. Me too, man. So before we get into your life as a trader, investor, author, and coach. you got a lot going on, and I want to know, how did you survive that two-year quarantine pandemic period of COVID-19? How did you get through it, and how did that time period subsequently change, not only the way that you live your life, but the way that you approach business? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think uh, for me, in terms of uh, the, the business side of things, it was actually one of the better years because as you realize, you know, the stock market, which is what I'm primarily involved with, uh, was really volatile, as you, if you recall, during the COVID timeframe. So I think for traders, uh, that made for a really good environment. But as far as life, that was a really eye-opening situation uh, for me, which uh, kind of also gave me gratitude for my business, which I never felt before. Because, you know, as traders, you're just sitting in front of your computer, you're pushing buttons, you're making it happen, and uh, you don't think much of it. But during COVID, you know, seeing a lot of people, um, you know, having problems with their businesses, their businesses being closed, or people losing their jobs. It definitely gave me a more gratitude for the work that I was doing, since that was something I was able to do uh, without any uh, change in my work, since it's uh, pretty much reliant on you on your computer and your internet. So I think that definitely gave me an appreciation uh, for this business. So let's simplify to a certain degree what you do for a living. And I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day, and one of the kids looks up at you and says, what do you do for a living? How would you explain it? So um, what I would explain it to a 30-year-old would be in the form of, you know, imagine there's a company, right? You start a lemonade stand, you start a business, and now uh, your lemonade stand is pretty popular. It's always full of people lining up to purchase, you know, your lemonade. But the problem is you're only able to serve maybe 20 or 30 people a day because you don't have you know, more stock for buying more lemons, buy more glasses, and you also need help to provide lemonade to that big queue. So now you want to open a second lemonade stand, but now where do you go? You don't, you know, maybe have the money, you don't have the expertise. So that's kind of what the stock market is, where you go to a public and you say, hey, I want to open another lemonade stand, and do you want to invest in my current lemonade company? When we open a second one, we open a third one, you get a piece of that, right? So that's kind of what we're doing in the stock market is we're investing and putting our money in companies that we might believe in, companies we might think are going to do better. Maybe they're going to open another store. Maybe they're going to open another lemonade stand. And as traders and investors, what we're really doing is helping those companies fund their future progress. I love the way you describe that. That really does break it down very well. Um, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, great question. I mean, believe it or not, I wanted to, just like any other kid, for most kids, I wanted to be, you know, an astronaut, and then it changed into, you know, being involved in sports. Uh, but then I quickly realized that it's not going to be my forte, because I tried it. <laughs> I wasn't very good at it. So I think that's when I came into, and in, uh, you know, realizing that I might want to look into different avenues. But I was very curious as a kid. I was always looking at different things, and I always wanted to try out different things. But definitely uh, trading or investing wasn't something you would think of. Are you happy with how everything's turned out? 
hundred percent. I think I'm really grateful for how everything's turned out, and uh, you know, I wouldn't change a thing in how things have progressed in my life. You know, I'm the kind of guy that I, I, I get nervous buying lottery tickets because I just never really do that good at it. I think it takes a certain amount of gumption and guts to get to a point where you do get on the market and you do trade. How did you work your way up to that point? I mean, it's almost like jumping out of an airplane. you got to get yourself trained, and you get there, and then it's no big deal. But how did that process happen for you? I think for me, it started off first with, you know, just like everybody else, you read a lot of books, you start searching online, you watch maybe some documentaries, then maybe as a kid you... You know, you watch the Wall Street or you watch movies involved with the stock market, and that creates curiosity. And for me, it was always wondering, why do these stocks even move up or down? Like, what's happening, like the mechanics of why they go up and down? Like, who's out there pushing these buttons? So I really started researching, did a lot of the reading books and online courses and things of that nature. And then, you know, I said, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to open my first account, and I'm going to start investing. And then I bought my uh, first stock with pretty much all the money that I had. I lost half of it pretty quickly, to say the least. You know, I lost half my money uh, in the pretty much the first two weeks of me joining the stock market. And then it dawned on me that it's not easy. You can't just pushing a button or buying a stock doesn't make you a trader. You, you, there's a the method that I need to learn. There's something that I don't know. So I need to go, like, just like people start a business with a business plan, I need to have a trading plan, and I really need to learn the craft. So when I lost half of my money, and only had a half remaining, I was like, right, I got to use this productively. And at that time, I was in college, so I was in my dorm room. Uh, luckily, that was a good thing because, you know, as a single guy in your dorm room, you don't have any, a lot of responsibilities. You don't have a lot of expenses. You don't have any other things to worry about to pay your bills. So it, it made it a lot easier for me to mess up and make those mistakes and go through that learning curve as a single man. Um, so I think uh, I went through that. I found a mentor online, and I, you know, just basically he took me under his wing. He taught me how to trade. I interned for their company for a bit. It was a proprietary trading company in New York. Uh, so I traded under them for a little bit, joined their firm. And then I started eventually, uh, they put me on like a simulator account. And if I prove myself in a virtual money environment, then they'll give me actual real money to trade. So that's how I just got started in the industry. I was trading the firm's capital for a few years in exchange for a percentage of profits. And I uh, started my career there. And then after a few years of doing that, I, when I had my own money, I realized that, okay, maybe I don't need to split it with the company. I can just go off on my own now and, uh, you know, handle it. So that's kind of how I went off on my own, and uh, I've been doing that ever since. So obviously you're in an environment where is there, there's risks. Every single time that you do this, there's a risk. What's one of the higher risk opportunities that you got into that actually turned into a really good thing? So the great thing, actually, to uh, contrary to what a lot of people uh, would think, is a trader, a professional trader, is not actually putting in crazy amounts of risk. They're, we're not really betting on binary outcomes or we're not betting on c this company or that company to really succeed and become the next home run. What we're doing is a lot of singles and doubles. And that's the mark of a professional trader is we're not bought in or we're not buying into a thesis or a narrative that might be playing out online that the stock's going to be the next best thing. What we're trying to do is what's going to be the next best thing next week, right? And then picking those smaller moves. So we're not trying to be an investor where we're trying to pick where a stock's going to go 10 years from now or five years from now. We're literally betting on what's going to happen next week or next month. So we're taking advantage of those opportunities and taking singles and doubles. And uh, 
the way we get used to the risk that you mentioned is by having statistics in our favor. So we test our models immensely, uh, which tell us, okay, this is going to be our win rate. This is going to be our win-loss ratio. And as long as the statistics are in my favor, all I have to do is just trade more. Just keep pushing the button based on the rules that we have. So we're not really taking a lot of risk. But the biggest risk, believe it or not, is the human emotion. You know, that's the biggest risk that people have. Uh, they, because a lot of traders come into this business from, you know, maybe having a successful business in the past. Maybe they were an executive in a company. And now they have all this money saved up. They want to trade in the markets with that money. But that's the biggest risk because they're coming with an ego. They've been successful in their past life. They think they can be successful here too. But honestly, the market doesn't care if you're a janitor or if you're next CEO of a company. It doesn't care. It treats everybody the same way. It's the greatest meritocracy out there. So who have been role models or a hero for you in your life? Um, for me, you know, the role models, I mean, initially when I got into the trading, it started off with, you know, Paul Tudor Jones and you're following uh, even Ray Dalio's career. So those were kind of the role models that I looked up to. Uh, but believe it or not, my role model was just my immediate mentors, people I was learning from, because they were already there where I wanted to be. Uh, so I was just modeling myself after them and using the characteristics and the habits that they were embodying. So one of my mentors, uh, who's actually now my business partner, is uh, Jared Wesley. So he's the guy who taught me how to trade and then get involved in the markets. And I've just been kind of modeling his characteristics. Uh, and the good part was, I found him very early. I was 18, 19 years old when I started to trade. So I was very moldable, and I was able to model those habits uh, correctly. So if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now and talk to them, who would it be? That's a really good question. I mean, I was, believe it or not, I was actually just thinking about this last weekend. I was like, if I could meet anybody, who would I want to meet? Um, and it was a very tricky question because finding one person <laughs> to meet is uh, – I have a whole list of people I would want to meet. <laughs> But if I was to get one-on-one -on -one time, believe it or not, I, it would not be anybody in the trading industry. It would more be people like, you know, Tony Robbins, uh, people like, uh, you know, Werner Erhard, uh, people that are involved with the mindset and the psychology aspect of it. Because trading has been the biggest self-development journey that I've ever embarked on. Like, I've learned a lot about myself uh, in trading than anything else. Because when you're risking large amounts of money every single day, it can bring out the worst in you, and it can bring out the best in you. So I think what I've been really focused on now is like mindset and psychology, uh, having helping other traders, you know, who are dealing with the same issues, because you know trading uh, research has been done. Trading releases the same hormones of dopamine and serotonin, the same levels that you get when you're gambling, you're, you know, doing any sort of illegal substances. They and as traders, we have to deal with that in real time. So I think uh, if I could have lunch or dinner with anybody, actually Tony Robbins would be a good so one. So what do you? chalk up is a successful day. You know, whenever you get to the end of the day, we have all these things that we want to do. What makes you feel the proudest at the end of the day? To me, uh, what makes me the proudest is, uh, number one, following my trading plan, uh, meaning I have a systematic trading plan, and I want to try to follow that to the letter and not let my emotions influence my decisions. Like, I really believe in this company, you know. <laughs> There's no room for beliefs, really, when it comes to my trading. It's all systematic. So I think controlling your beliefs, if I can just control that every single day and trade based on my processes and I get all the work that's on my to-do list done and I get a nice workout and I maybe read something that you know expands my mind like a nice book or a nice video uh, and I've accomplished all the things that I wanted to accomplish in that day, so uh, that would make me feel really successful. So I guess kind of to piggyback off of that, what motivates you? You know, what, what has been the key to your longevity in your career, and what, what motivates you each and every day? 
my biggest motivation is just, you know, trying to be the best version of myself because uh, uh, there's nothing more that I focus on every single day is am I bringing my best to my work, to my life, to my relationships, to my friendships? Am I being a person of integrity? Uh, that, that really, that motivates me a lot. Like, I, I really uh, believe in integrity, which is doing what you said you're going to do and then doing it when you said you're going to do it. So I think just knowing, hey, if I, you know, I was 18 years old and I got here and I went to London to study and I came to New York, all these things that were on my vision board at one time I've accomplished. Now, what does the next step look like? So just the thought of what the next level looks like, the next step looks like for my life, the next chapter of my life, that, that keeps me excited and motivated to uh, keep going and pushing boundaries. So what has been one of the best responses that you've gotten from a client or from anyone that you've affected, like a fan letter, so to speak? Um, yeah, so I mean, that, that's something that I really love seeing. You know, if I may wake up in the morning and a few of my clients have emailed me, uh, there's no better feeling than that. So one of them was uh, this guy. He's a truck driver, right? Truck driver makes you know fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year driving trucks, you know. And but he was uh, really complaining that he wasn't able to get time with his wife, his kids, and he wasn't able to spend time because he was on the road all the time, right? Driving uh, this truck. And he's like, only if I could find something that I could maybe do from home. And he's like, I don't even want to make a million dollars. I don't even want to make six figures. If I can just replace the income that I have that I do drive in trucks, but working from home, involved in the stock market, that will give me the time that I deserve with my family. And that's more than happy. He, he's more than happy with that. He doesn't aspire to make a lot of money. So he's been, I was working with him for over a year. He was start, first started off losing money, and then he started off eventually breaking even as a trader. And then finally on year two, he hit the mark, and he, he's been making money ever since. He's replaced his income that he got from driving, let's say, a truck, right now he's making 70 or 80k which is a little bit more than what he got paid but he's doing it from home and that's allowing him the time with his family and he said you know what that almost saved my marriage because because i was on the road all the time there's a lot of issues with his relationship and uh, now he's like now it, that fixes everything so to me that made me way more happier than any client or oh, i have some clients that are running hedge funds now and that even that made me more happy than a client raising like 10 million dollars for a hedge fund that was like the happiest moment i saw that you know, like this could impact relationships. It's insane. So if you had a dream tonight and you run into your younger version, say in your 20s, and you could give that young version a piece, a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained throughout your life, the choices that you've made up to this point, what would you tell your young version? Uh, I would tell my younger version to be a person of integrity, meaning do what you said you're going to do, and then do it when you said you're going to do it. And uh, really pay attention to everything that's coming out of my mouth. And not just saying things. Like a lot of people do this, right? Oh, I'm going to start this from tomorrow. Oh, I'll start this from Monday, right? And then comes Monday. Oh, I'll start it next week. Oh, well, it's all, almost the end of the year. I'll just start it from January 1st, right? And you just keep procrastinating. So I tell my younger self that, you know, put your blinders on, have your focus, have your goals, and then do what you said you're going to do. Do it when you said you're going to do it and get really comfortable in your own skin. Because uh, as you're talking about me being 20, I wasn't really, you know, I was very introverted, I wasn't very comfortable in my own skin. So I think getting comfortable with yourself, right, like really truly know who you are, uh, that gives you the confidence that you don't have to seek out externally. So everyone out there has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your clients, but ultimately you live your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Um, that's a really good question. Um, my perception of myself is somebody who's trying to be the best version of himself, and that's my only goal. Like uh, my only goal is to 
look at myself in the mirror every day and be happy with the decisions that I've made and uh, be living with the consequences of the bad decisions that I've made. But whatever I choose, be really, really comfortable with it. So my perception of myself is somebody who's just aspiring for more, aspiring to get to the next level, wanting to be a better version of himself every single day, and then also being able to help others and impact others in any little way that I can contribute to the world. So uh, that, that's really my perception. That's a great answer. So if anyone wants to learn more about you, hire you, services, anything related to your world, where, where can they go and do that? Uh, definitely. So I think uh, if people are interested to learn more about the stock market, then uh, our website is livetraders.com. So they can go in there if they're interested in the stock market. Uh, but if you're interested more about like the psychology, mindset, you know, a little bit tips from how I got to where I got to, then I wrote it all down in my book, which is called Prepping for Success. And you can find more information on that on uh, preppingforsuccess.com. But the book's also on Barnes & Noble's or Amazon and, you know, wherever else you buy books. So I think that would be the best way. Uh, and I'm also on social media. I have Twitter and Instagram, and both of my usernames are the same on both accounts, which is Delta90. It's all spelled out, D-E-L-T-A-N-I-N-E-T-Y. Don't ask me how I got the username. I got it a long time ago when Instagram and Twitter came out, and then it, I kind of gained a following, so I said I can't change the username now. But it's Delta90 on both Instagram and Twitter. It's a great handle. It sounds good. It comes out really there's a force to it, so that, that's great, man. Hey, this has been wonderful, man. Thank you for opening up about your world, your life. Good luck with the holidays in 2023, man. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for chatting with me, and it was always good chatting with you, and uh, you know, happy holidays to you as well. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.